So the amount of people that have had a little hand in helping these families really is gratifying and shows how sports and in the world, just how people want to help each other at the end of the day. Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcast, sponsored by Robert Hack Diamonds. I'm Shelly Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter, Jen Latta. On today's episode, we welcome in Olivia and Sam Decker. Sam is currently back in the U.S. after playing professional basketball in Turkey, while Olivia is a reporter for ESPN and the Big Ten Network. Both have used their platforms for giving back. So great to be joined today by this power couple in sports, Sam Decker and Olivia Harlan Decker. First of all, where are you guys now? Sometimes you're overseas in Turkey. Sometimes you're in Wisconsin. I see you in Kansas City. So where are you physically located as we speak? We are in Kansas City, Missouri, where we have a home base where Olivia's from. So it's uh, nice to be home. Nice to be stateside. I was in Turkey for 10 months. She was in Turkey for like two, three months. She's been all over the world as well. So uh, it's good to be under the same roof and uh, yeah, getting back to life as normal as we can. I'm always fascinated by following your travels and then you guys being a married couple and oftentimes in different places because both of your jobs require you to be in different spots. How do you navigate the long distance that your jobs kind of force you into? Well, Jen, you know it too, just being on the road, even if you're in the country, it's so tough to stay on the same page. And ever since the day we met, we have dated long distance. Most of our marriage has been long distance um, because when Sam was here in the NBA and, and playing around teams in the country, I was still on the road a good amount, maybe three, four days a week. And, you know, so we're always trying to catch each other landing, taking off. Like we're kind of used to that. Russia threw a big wrench in that plan and really uh, tried our communication skills. And that was still within our second year of marriage. And then this past year in Turkey, I feel like we really got it down this year. I feel like we were much better. Like our big trick, and this is my trick for couples who live long distance or just are on the road and get sad or miss each other is fall asleep on the phone. We always do that. It's, you know, you don't even have to say a word, just you leave your phone on, you know, hopefully you have a nice unlimited plan and you just leave your phone on, on the bedside table. And randomly you'll hear the other one, like get up to go to the bathroom or like turn over and you're like, Hey, (laughs) it's just like a sweet thing that makes you feel much closer. That's our little trick. Yeah. So snoring, there's no snoring issues. There's no, no it's, snoring. it's not too bad. And it was more so because, you know, it's like an eight hour time difference. So if she was going to bed at, say, 1130, that's 730 a.m. In, in Turkey. So she would call me then I'd roll over and then I'd sleep like another hour or two. And uh, but it was nice. It was like a nice little wake up. And then I it was like my snooze, but- my natural snooze button. And then I would get up and I'd like whisper, like, you awake. And then if there's not. <laughs> If there was nothing, I would just hang up and then I'd go about my day. But it was always very nice. And she would fall asleep so fast because I think she, it, I became like her white noise machine. <laughs> that's fantastic. I think that's, I love that. I am yeah. loving this idea. I, you know, even sometimes, like you said, just hearing the subtle noises mm-hmm. of another person, of a loved one can make you feel at ease. I think you guys should patent that. Yeah. <laughs> the Decker method. Yeah. Money on this in, in some way. I'm not exactly sure how you patent just an idea, but let me, let me get back. Oh, we'll to find that. a way. <laughs> How did how did COVID impact you guys? I mean, good and bad. I mean, at the start, at the start, I mean, we bought a house because we didn't really have like a home home. Like we had, we have a condo in, in my hometown, but we we're like, 
it's a good time now. We don't know what's going on. And the housing market was good. So we were kind of just shopping around, looking at houses all the time, and but never was like serious about it. And then we were in Kansas City at her parents during the start of the pandemic. And we drove by the house we're in right now. And we're like, that's a cool house. We could do a lot of cool things to that. And it kind of became our little like toy chest of like ideas. And we just uh, turned it into a really fun house for us. And we have no kids. So it, you know, it, it's, it's an easy house for us to navigate. And then going to another country during COVID is hard mm. because it's, if she came and visited me, it was, she had to take tests like 48 hours before her flight. And then when she got here, she would have to get another test. It was like so much testing. And then Turkey was so locked down. We went through three phases of lockdowns in Turkey. So it was like, very hard for us to live a normal life over there, um, which we loved and hated. We hated that we couldn't like go to our favorite restaurants, but we also loved that we're like, all right, it's just us two in our apartment in Turkey. Like we get so much time together here. So we tried to make the best out so of it. So much time. Yeah, together. It was a lot of time. Together. So <laughs> not, not one thing was open. You could yeah. go to the grocery store. That's it. That was it. Yeah, so, so yeah, this, the last uh, stint in Turkey, when I went over for about a month and I mean, cooking at home every night, watching Netflix she every could, night. She, it could was go, great. she could go through to a walk through the park and then go home. That's all she, like, yeah. she was allowed to do. So we went through what we call marriage boot camp. Because uh-huh. similarly, we have very similar demanding schedules. I mean, besides yes. the fact that now we're currently in the same city, which we yeah. hadn't been for a year plus when I was in Connecticut and Dario was in uh. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But we called it marriage boot camp because all of a sudden we're together all of the time. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I mean, I know you, but I didn't really know you as well as I <laughs> yeah. maybe needed to. Like, it was strange. So we were like learning all of these things about each other's habits and behaviors. Oh, it was sure. super valuable. As you guys know, communication is a big buzzword here in Wisconsin. And it's extended, obviously, to this national story between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. I know both of you have an affinity for that franchise. What would your advice to Aaron Rodgers and the front office be about communication, given what you guys have learned in your situation? Aaron and Mark Murphy should just fall asleep on the phone together. And- <laughs> <laughs> hey, you up? Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it'll resolve itself. I, I, re- I truly believe it will. Um, it, it, Aaron knows being the quarterback for the Packers is one of the great jobs in the world, and I just think um, it's just a little rough patch here. I think things will get smoothened out. People smarter than us are working behind the scenes diligently. So I, 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 I'm fairly confident that this will come to a resolution. It's not always fun to watch because I take off my athlete hat and she takes off her Packer affinity hat. And we just become fans. We're like, yeah. figure it out. You know, so uh, that's that's kind of where my brain's at is knowing Aaron and some of those guys on the team personally, but then also being a fan. It's it's a weird line to to, to follow. So I'm not. Like my dad always tells me, least amount said is best and uh, let things play out as they will. I love, that. I, I love that you guys are coming at it from a fan perspective as well. But Olivia, you would not believe the number of people who have suggested that your grandpa should be the mediator. <laughs> Seriously, they're like, if anybody can solve this, it is, you know, Bob Harlan. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think it's very accurate because I know Aaron has always had a lot of reverence for my grandpa, um, but that has gone back even to Brett Favre. When they were trying to get Brett to go in the Packer Hall of Fame, he wanted to go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame first, and the timing was not working out. 
Um, and if you know anything about Brett or if you know Brett personally, getting a hold of him is even very tough. When he's at home in Mississippi, he's rarely inside. You know what I mean? He's like, he's out in the, on the land. So my grandma was kind of calling Deanna, trying to say, just make sure Brett can call back, blah, blah, blah. And it was really hard to lock him down. Finally, my grandpa calls the house and he's retired at this point. Um, and he just said, you know, Brett, it's got to be this summer. It's, it, you know, we'll get you in the pro football hall of fame first. And then we want to do it. I believe the same summer is how it ended up working out. Um, but it was my grandpa had to call him and, and Deanna just said, okay, hang on. And he's literally out on the tractor. I'm going to go rein him in and he'll get on the phone. So, I mean, a story like that is, you know, less at stake in terms of a current player, but that was a big deal to get Brett in the Packer hall of fame at the same time as the pro football hall of fame. And I know my grandpa took the reins on that one. So look, it's, it's all about, you know, who your relationship was. And, and my grandpa was the president when Aaron was brought in and they have a history together. So again, this, this goes beyond that, beyond Mark Murphy, who does such a great job, but it's, it's, I think, uh, deeper and more personal than that. Without a doubt. So before we get to all of the amazing work that you're both doing in the community, we put it out on Twitter today <laughs> as to some questions that fans would ask you. So I'm going to ask a couple of them and then we'll get to the, the great work that you're doing. So the first one was, who's the funniest teammate you ever played with? Ooh, that's hard. I've had so many teammates. I've played now for <laughs> six teams and, um, man, I, well, I, I'll probably bring it to probably like one of my college days, just because those are like the funniest moments that we had. Um, a guy named Vito Brown, he was a backup foreman when I was there and he's playing in France now, but probably one of the goofiest, uh, just very, very downright funny people. Um, also a guy that doesn't realize he's being so funny. And I think those are the mo mo most funny people because just their natural reactions to things. If you just make people giggle by walking in the room, like that's a funny person, not someone that's dropping jokes and pranks. So I could just look at Vito and my day would be better. So, uh, you know, you need guys like that to uh, keep the locker room together. I was guessing it was going to be Frank. Yeah, Frank was more like show, like showman yeah. funny, you know, because yeah. he knew he was seven foot and and kind of uh, like a plotter. So he knew like to play it up for the camera. Um, but like behind closed doors, Frank is actually a pretty introverted guy and, um, you know, loves to kind of keep to himself. But he's, he's a great time, but uh, he's more for the camera funny. That's awesome. All right. One more most memorable moment from Badgers basketball. Uh, I would definitely, obviously you got to say just all the, the, the two final fours, um, just being there. I think after we beat, uh, Kentucky, um, coming back to our hotel, uh, we had like thousands and thousands of Badger fans cramped into, um, the lobby waiting for us. And there was almost a mezzanine where we were eating our dinner after the game, but the fans could still see up there from the lobby. And it was, it was funny. We would, if they would see any glimpse of us, they'd go nuts. So we would like stick an arm out like at the door and they'd go nuts. And then like, we would like throw like a shoe out and they'd go nuts. So it was like one of those things that we were just like playing with the crowd and uh, just seeing the energy. And they were in there to like 4am just celebrating our win and um, having a support in Badger Nation being like that was like the coolest moment to us. We finally were like, Oh, we're, we did something pretty cool. Like it took us a moment to realize that, uh, all those people are so happy just for us. 
I want to tell you a little bit about today's episode sponsor, Robert Hack Diamonds. For more than 72 years, Robert Hack Diamonds has been Wisconsin's most trusted and respected name known for diamond engagement rings, wedding rings, and custom jewelry. With a commitment to customer service, Robert Hack Diamonds applies the highest level of professionalism and expertise while guiding you in your search for an expertly crafted, stunningly beautiful diamond. For store locations or to shop online, visit roberthackdiamonds.com. Okay, so you both really are superstars in your respective spaces. Uh, What are the ways that you come together to give back? Well, I think we both take a lot of pride in Wisconsin as a whole, but Northeast Wisconsin uh, has so much meaning to both of our families. So when you look at giving back, you you want to think of the community that you serve, um, especially with Sam playing in Madison. I think he'll always be known as a Badger, as a kid from Wisconsin. And that's kind of where his pull is probably the strongest as well. So when he started working with Children's Cancer Family Foundation before we met, um, and then he invited me to go along. I believe we had probably just gotten engaged to mm. their strikeout cancer event with the Timber Rattlers in Appleton. And that was my first time meeting, you know, our founder. They were still a young organization right off the ground. And I just, we got to meet a lot of the families, the cancer survivors, the um, current kids battling cancer and their families. And immediately I said, whoa, we got to scale this up. We can, we should have more events. We should have more fundraising. We can really make a difference. Let's go visit them in the hospital. Let's reach out. Let's like reach out regularly to some of these families. Um, And then it's crazy. It was when he was playing with the Clippers in LA, we were fundraising. I was going to host that year's first gala and, um, and James Jones, former Packer was hosting it with me. We rented this big event space. It was a big, a big event. And we started kind of slowly fundraising and it's crazy. Like the Clippers donated money. Yeah. Um, Christian Louboutin, the shoe brand yeah. donated money and had us host an event at their store. Now that's when, you know, you're big time. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the overwhelming support. And that was the summer we got married and we mm. said, okay, let's keep, there's so much momentum. Let's keep this going and let's make our wedding a fundraiser and just ask the community, you know, if they would like in, in our honor for this, for this uh, time and kind of have it end around the same time. Let's just ask people to donate what they can. And then let's ask our wedding guests, no gifts. Just if, if you would like to make a donation here, do it. And that's um, this picture. I believe we sent into you when we raised $65,000 and I, I can, I could not imagine that kind of outreach. Mm. And again, I think it speaks really highly of people from Wisconsin and in the community. Um, we're very much a help your neighbor out type feel, um, I don't, I don't know that that's how that operates in the rest of the country, but I know we were overwhelmed with the support and, um, that, that was huge. And I think we've been trying to keep the momentum going. That's our main fundraiser. I'm on the board now and mm-hmm. it's just really hard year after year to keep asking for money. It's just, it's yeah. hard and it's, it's not fun, but to watch year after year, new sponsors, new donors coming in, that's what keeps you going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's crazy. The like, what she she mentioned the wedding thing. Like the galas that we host, or the Olivia mostly hosts. Uh, we co-hosted one of them, but she's done all three. Um, it's it's one of those things that you see in the moment when you're in a room full of people helping kids with pediatric cancer and these families. Like the amount that people will just help each other and just to be a part of that. And at the end of the night being like, we raised, you know, X amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars in four hours is so cool. And then to be able to call my, you know, 
friends in the sports world or the media world and be like, Hey man, like your Jersey just went for, you know, X amount of thousand dollars. And, and then they text me like how excited they are. And just like, so the amount of people that have had a little hand in helping these families really is gratifying and shows how sports and in the world, just how people want to help each other at the end of the day. And I think we read so much online about how bad everyone is and how bad we hate each other. And then you do things like this and you're like, Oh, people do want to help each other a lot. And basically the wedding thing, we were just like tweeting, like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get some gifts from our close family and friends. But if you guys want to do this, go ahead and just, it was basically tweets got almost 70 grand, just people. And local news. The yeah. local news was all over this. And, and that was such a help. And then we'd have random people being like, Hey man, I don't have a lot, but here's three bucks. And I'm just like, I still, I got a letter in the <laughs> mail the other day of a grandma saying it would mean the world. If your husband could sign this card for my grandson, and this is all I can spare, but can you please donate this to your charity? And it was truly three $1 bills. And I, I sent, I sent back the card signed and the $3. And I said, in your name, now we're going to donate some money. Cause that meant a lot like that. That's crazy to think that someone would do that. And that's, again, that's what keeps you going is you keep mm-hmm. thinking people believe in us helping this. And if we can use our platform to help this, that's, that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're all here. So, that was long winded, but you know, that was, <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's, that's I- kind of what keeps us going and makes us fall in love with the cause more and more. And then when the kids come back years later and you like form relationship with the kids and they're like, I'm two years remission. It's like, you just want to hug them. Because and they're healthy it's like, and they have yeah. their hair back. And, and they're they going to high school. And it's crazy. I met a lot of these kids in fourth grade and now they're sophomores in high school. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, what are you doing? Allie? You know, it's, it's, it's super, super cool. And it's super gratifying when you get to know these kids and these families, you know, personally. Well, that was going to be my question as to these kids, you know, mm-hmm just the impact that they've made on you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. Um, we have, for example, I, I met a kid who is now passed, but this is, I think the first year I did it and I just played catch, played catch, throwing a baseball with him, and didn't realize that was important to him. And I had like a 20 minute conversation. They were just hanging out at a baseball game. Right. And the next year his family was all there like hats and a shirt, uh, a shirt made for him. And his grandfather came up to me. Hey, he said, just, you know, you know, my grandson has passed, but I just want to let you know that he wanted to be buried with the Jersey you signed for him. And that the time you guys spent meant so much for him. And, and he just loved that you guys could share a moment with his favorite basketball player. And I, that's when I was like, okay, I need to do this for the rest of my life. Like these kids, you know, they mean so much. And the little time that we spend together, you know, you never know how that can affect somebody. So um, now every time we go back and I see all of them healthy and getting through and, and getting stronger every year, like you just, you just, it just makes you want more for them and want to help them more and, you know, be more engaged and that, you know, be there for them. It's super cool. So the, 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 the amount that they've helped me um, and just realizing how I have to be present and not, you know, not be too busy for people, just, just take some time. And uh, so they've helped me more than they know. And that's why I think we're still so passionate for it because these kids are so strong and going through stuff that I couldn't do. I think you guys are um, so relatable. And, and this is even with, you know, Olivia having this incredibly successful career and doing these awesome things on social media. Like Olivia, I go through your lifestyle page and I'm like, (laughs) 
oh, that's a great idea. I'm definitely going to style my table that way. Or right. you know, Sam, you're this, you know, high-end elite athlete, but you guys are still so relatable because you have these connections to your hometowns. People are seeing you investing in your community. Family is obviously so important to you guys, um, you know, based on what you, what you show the world. What's next for you? That's a good question. We're both uh, more or less free agents, which uh, we've, we've been having a, a lot of long conversations. We both rely on our parents so much and we just had his folks in town and got a big dinner and we're going over different things. And with my parents, we're going over later this afternoon because I want to mull some things over with them. We are... Uh, gosh, I, I couldn't do it without him. And I, I, that sounds very cheesy, but as you know, Jen, it's, it's such a business of making decisions a lot of, do you sign something here, there? Does that bother this network? Does that hurt? Blah, blah, blah. And you always are worried of making a misstep for Sam. It's more of like, what's the offer? What team wants me? Is that the right move? Um, and I don't know that a lot of couples honestly could take on this burden because here we are trying to you know, we can't make plans past next month. We, we don't know where we'll live. We'll, we don't know what part of the world we'll live in. Uh, you know, when my mom starts bringing up, okay, who's in for the week one Packer game. I'm like, I don't know. Like I, we don't know where we'll be like, save us two tickets, but we don't know. And it's, it's a, a lot of stress and we pray about it a lot together. We have again, family that we rely so heavily on, but it, it's funny. It kind of, there have been times in our marriage where both of us have like, we know what we're doing the next fall. We know what we're doing the next year and this past year. And no, I guess this year. So, so I wish I could tell you what's next. We're trying um, to adopt the, the phrase, <laughs> be where your feet are Yeah, because it's like tomorrow we could be in Turkey, you know? So it's just like, let's have a lot of fun Not doing tomorrow. this podcast <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, let's, Let's have a lot of fun yeah. when we go uh, down to down to the kitchen and catch up about stuff. You know, it's like, let's, let's be very uh, present and very focused on what's going on because we don't know and that's fine. And, but we do know that we've put in a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of work that we know it's going to work out. It's just uh, it's crazy how every day your story just keeps evolving. And um, I'm proud of her for her resilience through these weird years, just like Jen, you know, like with COVID is being in the media is hard because you don't know what you're allowed to be, what you're allowed to do, what games will be canceled. And then for me, same way, it's like, everything's pushed back. It's like, I just, it's a lot of waiting games, but it's, it's good to have someone that understands the business that can kind of be a backbone for you when you're having a tough day, you just kind of lean back on and be like, I don't know. Let's just, let's figure this out. You know? We have a bottle of Dom Perignon that's in the fridge. That was a gift. And I said, we are saving that until we both put pen to paper and sign our next contract, <laughs> which hopefully is sooner than later. Yeah. But no, we, uh, we, we, you got to laugh. You got to find humor in it. And um, like Sam said, just be very present. And like right now we both have anxieties about certain work things, but also we're both home. We're both here in the same house. We're healthy, you know, we're, so I, I think, I think we've both matured a lot in the last couple of years in that aspect. For sure. You guys have a great attitude about it. That's going to take you so far as you navigate the challenges and the uncertainties. I wish that somebody had, you know, given you a heads up about this podcast because you're probably going to have more fun walking down to your kitchen. It's, no, it's 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 <laughs> just going to be honest with you, Sam. No, okay? no, no. And for your expectations going I'm forward, fun. I'm having fun. This is great, and it's it is one of those things that uncertainty is okay, mm-hmm. and like, you know, this is this is the life we lead, and. We all know it's going to work out. 
And I'm, right now I'm, I'm happy to be home and I'm happy to have our dog sleeping between our feet right now. And we're finally together because we've been wishing for the last 10 months when yeah. I'm gone. It's like, we wish for these moments. So let's make these the coolest moments as we can right now and uh, know that the work, the work will, will come for us. We're, we're not too worried about that. And sleeping next to each other as opposed oh, to falling asleep on the floor. What a luxury. No, we, we still call each other. We yes. put our phones in between us. Yes. And then- <laughs> you up. That's amazing. Well, thank you for joining us, for being on. And although, you know, your future may seem uncertain to you guys, um, know that people recognize what you've done for others. Um, and that you, that you are making an impact. And um, as you said earlier, Sam, like you don't you don't ever know the true impact that you're making. Um, sometimes you're lucky enough to be told that. Um, but as you go about your day, um, just know that you have made that difference and there's nothing better in the world. That's a good reminder. Appreciate that. That's really well said. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you. Okay, guys, what is a link where people can donate or find out more about what you're doing? It's at ccffnewnew.org. So you can find out everything about Children's Cancer Family Foundation and you can donate year round. We accept donations Um, and then keep an eye out for our gala. It's usually every summer and we really hope to get those numbers up. Where will the gala be? So it changes. The last two have been virtual. Next year, we're hoping in person. We're hoping kind of for April or May, um, but we usually host it in Appleton in the Nina area around there. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good, sponsored by Robert Hack Diamonds. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to our other interviews and to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.